Hello, this is Daniel Gregory. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. This is episode 340. I really do appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your week to spend it with me. I wanted to remind you that October 4th through the 8th was the Photoshop Virtual Summit, and I'll be teaching two classes there, one on the magic of channels, which actually kind of covers how channels work, how we understand channels in Photoshop, and then using a couple of the key commands that allow us to really kind of manipulate those, those channels and use them in interesting ways. And the other one is on advanced printing. So we'll be looking at prints on the wall. What are the things and characteristics we look for in prints? How do we make our own profiles? And then what are some things we can do in Photoshop to make our prints be a little bit more successful? So those things are available the week of October 4th through 8th. In the show notes, you can get a link to a free pass to that summit. So please make sure you check that out. Great opportunity, 40 classes, 20 different instructors. So lots to learn that week. This week for the podcast, I wanted to jump in with a quote by Mark Twain. The quote is, it is better to keep your mouth closed and let people think you are a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. And while I don't want to talk about being a fool, I do want to take that essence of that quote, because I think part of that is, it's kind of a, there's multiple components to that quote, but one of which is that if we're quiet, we have an opportunity to listen and we can then understand better before we start to talk. So. While there's saying something that kind of makes you look like a fool or makes you look stupid because you don't know any better, but there's also talking before you have all the information, talking before you know what you want to say. So there's a little idea behind this quote that if we take a few moments and we understand what we want to say before we try to say it, we might end up in a much better position when we're having that conversation. And I wanted to apply that to our photography because I get asked a lot. It's one of the questions I get emailed a lot. It's something that comes up in my classes a lot, but it's, you know, how do I make a better photograph? Or why doesn't, why is this photograph interesting to you? Why is this photograph not? Or why do you say that this is a better photograph than this one? And if we take all things apart, we take all things and make them equal in terms of quality. So I'm not arguing about technique but I'm just looking at content and structure. One of the things that we hear a lot in photography is the, that photographs have a story. And, and I think one of the things that happens to some of us is we think of the literalness of the story. So there's actually has to be some kind of actor agent in there. They have to be doing something. But really what the story is, it's the emotional pull of the photograph. It's the, it's the thing that says something has happened. So whether it's a leaf, the last leaf on a branch that's held on, through the fall and through the, the fall windstorms, and it's there, there's some component of it that's telling you that it's the last one from that tree branch. Or maybe it's the light coming through a landscape and there's a, a romanticism to it. Or maybe there is a, a sense of frustration on somebody's face. And so there's this sense of tension that comes from there. And even though we don't know the person, we can tell just through empathy that maybe there is something emotionally weighing on the person by the expression on their face that we see in the photograph. So we, we drive for those, those concepts within those photographs and we connect to those. And as we look at a photograph and we get lost in the photograph, we start to get a sense of what that is. And again, it doesn't have to be a grand story. You know, rust on a building talks about aging and talks about the age and the survivability of that piece of metal, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what the story is. What I wanted to talk to today in the podcast, though, is we, we talk about that a lot in photography, the, the storytelling, the story narrative, even in the single image. And while I don't believe all images have that, I don't think all images that I would like to look at have that. You know, some images are just, you know, they're pretty pictures, but the story then is it's a pretty picture. That's kind of how I rationalize out that, that 
circular loop I can get in. But I think one of the things, if you're striving to make those photographs interesting, you're striving to make those photographs in an interesting way, we return back to that Mark, Mark Twain quote a little bit, and we have to keep quiet and we have to listen to the thing we're doing. And so when we're driving around, say, looking for a photograph or walking down the street looking for a photograph, part of that is, are we listening to what our own story is about the experience we're having. It's why going out with a with a anger energy in you and you find that, gosh, it's just really hard to photograph today. We're not in a state of listening. We're not in a state of being open to the inputs around us to help us craft that story. Because the story that's there is told by us with the camera. And so we become the storyteller. And part of being a good storyteller is being a good listener. When you think about all the stories you've heard in your life, the interesting stories, the really engaging stories, you listened to them. You sat there and you were quiet and you heard what the person had to say. You heard all the little nuances of what they were telling you. And maybe there's a group of you telling the story and you know the story so well that each one of you can play your part in that story as you explain and describe it. So it's a little bit almost improv and how you kind of riff off of each other. But you each know the story so well because you've listened to the story so many times, you're able to now tell it as a group. The challenge for a lot of us, I think, is that we want to be saying something. We want something meaningful to come out of our work. We want to make sure that we're heard. The thing that's important to us is told. But if we don't sit there and listen and figure out what that story is, what that narrative is that we're attempting to tell, what we end up doing is speaking as if we were a fool. We are now saying things that we don't necessarily believe, things that we actually think are true, stories that we're even interested in. The number of photographs I have of things that I'm not interested in talking about is amazing because I wasn't willing to sit there and listen to what was the story that was important to me. I also think when we're doing portrait work, if you're doing somebody's portrait, and I don't care if this is your five-year-old kid, your 80-year-old grandparent, some stranger you met on the street, the connection we have to them by listening to them tell a story about who they are, something that's important to them, some way to connect to them, it's that connection that drives that portrait through the conversation of storytelling. At our core, we are storytelling creatures. Our oral traditions of all of our narratives before we wrote them down were told through the oral tradition. People memorized stories and allegories and then eventually wrote them down. But we told things to people and we tell things to people, but we know what those stories are. So the challenge I think we have in our photography, the challenge that I would put forth for you if you're in this spot of not really feeling it, ah, it's just, it's not happening for me, is that I think you need to listen more. I think you need to listen so that you understand what needs to happen behind the camera. And I don't mean sit in the forest and listen to the birds and become a bird photographer. I mean sit and listen and start to think about how does that story unfold within you when you are hearing things, when you are listening to things, when you are realizing what matters to you, what doesn't matter to you, and how those are impacting you. And at the same time, I think for those of you who are much more narrative in your conversation, when you see something and you then craft that story in your head 
And you talk about, oh, well, you know, I had to work different points of view and I was trying different shutter speeds and I had to return again because I didn't get the shot I wanted the first time. That's writing rough drafts. That's creating the story. You haven't gotten the story you want. So you keep telling the story and you keep working it and you keep creating it. And I think one of the things that happens to us sometimes is when we create meaningful work, when we create significant work like that, when we get engaged and we realize that, wow, I took a lot of shots of this. We didn't have necessarily the clarity of the story we were telling. And then we have a few shots and we really feel like we nailed it. We had that clarity. We listened before we clicked on the shutter. I'm not saying it takes a long time. Maybe it's just a few seconds. Some of us might be a little bit longer. I would say if you're a highly chatty person, maybe it'll take you longer to be quiet to listen. But the cool part about this is I think there's several exercises outside our photography that can help with that. One of which is going to annoy you, but I think will make the biggest difference. And I struggle with this so much. It's so hard for me. I even apologize for it now when I do it but interrupting people when they're telling a story. When we are listening to the story, we want to be actively listening to that story. We want to engage and see what it's like to stay connected to a story and to start to think about the story and engage in a meaningful way with the story and let somebody tell their narrative because that's part of photography. We want somebody to look into our photograph and experience the totality of the story we have. So to do that, we need to learn to listen to the totality of other people's stories as well. So I would encourage you this week as some people are telling stories to you. And by telling stories, it's pretty much they're talking. Listen, actively listen. Don't interrupt. Stay engaged with that. Then as an additional process to that, what you could do is go back and then think about based on that conversation that somebody else told you, what would be a photograph that would convey that story? And at the same time, for the stories you're telling people, even if it's a story about going to the grocery store and how you dropped the pickles and it made a huge mess and they had to clean it up and then everything smelled like pickles and blah, blah, blah. How would you photograph that story? Because you don't have to literally photograph a broken jar of pickles. You could photograph some other element of that story. Maybe it was the humorness of it. Maybe you go back and make a portrait of somebody. Whatever it is, listen to that story and then figure out what is it that connects you to that story in a meaningful way? Why are you sharing that story? And then see what kind of photograph you might have considered taking out of that. I think with those kind of exercises, you might find yourself behind the camera engaging and creating more interesting and meaningful work. So again, if you're finding yourself a little bit on edge, a little bit struggling this week, a little bit struggling for the last month with your photography, maybe it's time for us to talk less, listen more. We don't want to create photos that make us look like a fool. We want to make photos that are meaningful and engaging. So like Twain said, sometimes it's better to be quiet and listen than it is to talk and say things that we don't mean. I'm not saying we have to be foolish, but we end up with images that don't really click and connect. I hope you have an amazingly wonderful week. I, I really do honestly appreciate the fact that you tune in and listen to the podcast on a weekly basis, or if you're just joining the podcast for the first time and you're checking it out, I hope you continue to stick with the podcast. For those of you who listen for a long time, no, but if you're kind of new to the podcast, I don't talk a lot about gear and I don't talk a lot about cameras and review cameras and tell you what kind of stuff to buy because I don't think that stuff at the core of who we are really matters. I think what really matters is our creative journey we are on and sharing that creative journey. So that's kind of what the podcast is all about. So thanks for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. I will see you next time and have a great week.